Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Buckle up and grab an iced coffee. I'm Kate. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to The The Everything Everything Bagel. Today we're tackling the hard topic of having friends and good friends in college and what it looks like to pursue them. I'm talking sleepovers, dance parties, giant bags of popcorn that your mom made, camping out in friends' cars, crying over boys, sending our love through ice cream, and singing Taylor Swift at the top of your lungs. Sometimes all of those are one one night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's happened. Yeah. That, a few times. That's, that's a lot of, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, yeah, that's all one thing. Yeah. That for happens sure. at once. For sure. So my experience um, in college with friends was definitely off to like a rocky start. Um, my very first semester, I roomed with my dear friend, Hannah, which was amazing. And I definitely would not have got through the year without her. But she was pretty much one of my only friends. I had Hannah, um, my friend Gabby, and then one of my friends who came to Ohio State from our high school named Ethan. And that was pretty much it. Um, Hannah and I like did everything together and we really didn't branch out that much. I mean, she did a little bit more because she was able to go to like crew Bible studies and stuff, but. Why couldn't you? I had, I had a bio lab from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on um, Bible study day. So towards the end, I was able to like hang out with them a little bit more, but for the most part, I really didn't have anybody Mm -hmm. and it sucked. Like I thought about transferring, but then I was like, no, it's not really going to do any good because the actual school wasn't what was preventing me from having friends. I guess it was just like myself and my attitude. Um, But then second semester, um, I was like actually able to go and do stuff Mm -hmm. and I didn't have class anymore until 10 p.m. I was able to like go to Bible study, go to freshman leadership Mm -hmm. team. And that's when I like finally met you guys Mm -hmm. and I joined my sorority second semester. So I started to have friends in that and I was able to be in more dances on my dance team. So it kind of went from I have like two friends to like I have too many that I can't keep up with. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Which is like. Honestly, both of those are pretty hard because, especially in college, it's really hard to actually pursue people. Mm -hmm. It's hard to juggle all of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like I said, my first semester, I lived with Hannah, so I just had my one roommate, and my one roommate, my one friend. Um, And then the next year, I moved into my sorority house, and I lived with 75 girls. (laughs) So I went from one friend to like literally living with 75 people and not being able to keep up with it at all Mm -hmm. and then finally third year i found the perfect in between and i lived at the vineyard and had seven bffs but it took a while to get there like it took me two years of figuring stuff out to actually find my group which i feel like is pretty normal that's incredibly normal and i think too like the first semester of college I would argue is one of the hardest semesters in college in a relational sense. Like it's really hard to, it, it kind of feels like you're the only one that's struggling with friendship or you're the only one that's struggling with finding community. And that's actually not true. Like it's very normal for everybody. And like that was in my case, that was in Rachel's case. And I would say a lot of our friends and a lot of the people in our lives would say the same thing um, with my 
college perspective, I lived at home for two years and I commuted um, to a community college and then I transferred to Ohio State my junior year. And that's when I moved. So I like drove 20 to 25 minutes down to campus three to four times a week because I had friends and I had crew and I had Bible study. And so I was kind of forced to either like swing or get off the plate type of deal of you got to make friends or or like this is going to suck. Because my one of my focuses of finding community and really striving for that was I planned to move out my junior year of college and I didn't have anybody that I could potentially live with. So that was kind of one of my goals to be like, all right, I want to find these girls. I want to find this community. So I had people to live with. And so like Rachel, how many times a week do you think I was on campus? I said like three to four, but I would say, yeah, about like three. Yeah. And it would be like, I'd leave from class at three get to campus around four by the time I actually got there. And then I would be there till about like midnight. Right. And that was like, when I was on campus, that was the time for me to see everyone. So then I would pack my schedule. I'd be like, all right, I have two hours with this person, two hours with this mm-hmm. person. And I just like ran myself ragged because I just was doing so much. I was seeing so many people mm-hmm. uh, and it was just, it was hard. But I would say like, I stayed at home to save money. And my parents were like completely fine with it. Thank you, mom and dad. And so (laughs) I, and the nice thing was though, like an alternate kind of thing that people don't really realize about living at home. I was able to bring people home all the time. Yeah, it was so nice. Like Rachel would come over, like I'd have other friends come and sleep over. And it was nice because it was kind of a break. Like I could take them out of a stressful place, bring them home and have them sleep in an actual bed that like isn't in the same room as like three other roommates or just like a place to rest. So I thought that was just really cool. And it was a nice opportunity to spend some time with friends in my house and all of that. So I would say I was in, I lived in my car, basically. Like I would go to class in Delaware and I lived in Powell. And then I'm going to drive down to Columbus and then come back up to Powell and then do it all again. And on top of that, I was working. So it just was a lot, but it was definitely worth it. So Rachel, what does it, look like for you to like pursue friendship with people? Um, I would say I it's definitely been a work in progress and still is. Um, Going back even to high school I was really bad about it just because I've always been someone who packs everything down to the minute Mm. Um, and I would have school and dance and homework and etc and I wouldn't see my friend. Oh my gosh yeah. I wouldn't see my friends for like weeks at a time outside of things that I had to do. Um, they carried over into college also, um, just being busy all the time. But now I think it, it really started, me figuring out what it looks like to pursue people really started when my best friend transferred here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary is someone who, like we are very open about and communicating how, what the best ways are to pursue each other. Um, So like love languages, we have each other's memorized like in order and stuff. Um, So mine's gifts, my top one is gifts. So she'll like get me random little tiny things and I love it. Um, And one of hers is quality time, but it's it's the reaching out Mm, mm -hmm. is huge for her. Yeah, that's the same for me. Like I'm big on quality time. Yeah. 
Um, this year especially, I've tried to like pick at least one day a week mm -hmm. where I text her at least one day a week, and I'm like, I'm here, I'm on campus, let's do this, even if it's, if it's for five minutes, thirty minutes, yeah. or like five hours. <clears throat> so. I feel like one by one, like one person by one person, I'm trying to do that. Mm -hmm. Like last semester, I really focused on doing that for Lexi. Like I know mm -hmm. there, were, there were little things. Lexi's one of my roommates. Um, little things that she really appreciated that I like tried to pay attention to. Like if she leaves the house without her bed made, she comes back super stressed. Um, so sometimes she would do that. And I would, if I walked by, I would go in and make it. So it's just things like that, just learning your friends mm -hmm. one by one and learning what makes them feel appreciated. It's a big, it's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like something that I try to do is I try to have just open eyes and ears. And so kind mm -hmm. of what Rachel said, like if I know my roommate has a crazy day and she likes to have her bed made, like I, do, I also, that's funny. I also yeah. like will try to make her bed or <laughs> I'll make cookies for the house just to have and like I think something that's really sweet about intentional community is that when you find it, it's really hard to leave. Oh yeah, and it's it's really special. And so my, I guess, advice for people, especially in this season, is that reach out to your friends as much as possible because you never know what somebody is struggling with. And so in that case, I would challenge you all to ask your friends like what ask your friends how they love to be loved and so do they like gifts do they like quality time do they love letters like what ministers and helps them feel the most loved and it literally could be something as small as writing somebody a letter and putting a stick of candy in it and that could mean like that could make somebody's day mm -hmm. so i think just in terms of pursuing friendship also just be honest I think a lot of honesty breeds other honesty. And so like if you, with your friends, talk to them candidly about the things that you're struggling with or the things that you go through, that allows other people to feel like they have the space to do that. And it's a really cool thing when you start to see like a reciprocated effect with somebody else. And so I would say in terms of pursuing, that's what's so important, like pursue faith and pursue love with people. Um, and ask people how they feel loved and how, and in turn, and in turn, people will do the same thing for you because, again, it's that reciprocal effect. Like, mm -hmm. you make people feel loved and people will make you feel loved. And it's cool when you start to receive that and when you can give it too, where it's kind of an equal balance of giving and receiving when you don't feel burned out, mm -hmm. which is really awesome. So, Rachel, what does it look like to let go of friendships that maybe have been toxic or maybe that haven't been good like what yeah. does that look like for you i think this is such a hard topic um especially because i try to approach like all my friendships relationships um with love and grace first for sure so it's hard for me to find like take that step and say this friendship isn't really it's not giving beneficial. anything yeah, yeah it's not beneficial for, sure. for either person um and that doesn't mean that like you can't love them and mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't like hang out with them sometimes there's just a difference between like 
people that you see and will wave to or people that you see and that you will run up to and then like stop what you're doing and go do something else with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Rachel brings up a really good point. Like when, when talking about like relationships being beneficial is that doesn't mean every single relationship is going to benefit you every single time. Right. Right. Like I think what she means by that is, historically is that friendship filling as much as it's giving Mm -hmm. and so does that friend reach out like like are you the only person reaching out what does that look like are you continually feeling frustrated or unhappy with that friendship are you holding grudges that maybe Mm. isn't super healthy or beneficial to even hold them and so i think something that might be helpful is to kind of talk it out with a trusted friend and say, hey, I'm feeling this way about this person. Is that something that you've noticed as well in our friendship or is this something that I need to fix? Because it can be easy as saying like me going to Rachel and saying, hey, I'm really struggling with this person. Is this something that you also see? And if she says no, then that's a, like a me problem. Like mm-hmm. I got to change how I'm viewing that friendship. But if I go to Rachel and say, hey, I'm really struggling I don't really think this friendship is super beneficial. And she says, you know what? I've seen that in your guys' relationship. I've seen her or him or whoever not care for you. And maybe this is time to kind of back off. Mm -hmm. That's, again, why community is so important. Because they see things that you can't. And they'll hold you accountable to things that you might need to change. But in letting people go, sometimes the healthiest thing for you and for them is to let them go. And that doesn't mean, like Rachel said, you can't be friends with them, but that means you release them of the expectation that you're holding in your head of who they're supposed to be. And it's not it's not saying like, if you continually are reaching out and they're not reaching back out, it's not like, okay, I'm gonna drop them because something really could be going on yeah, and there could for be a sure. reason for it. However, yeah, like if you have gone to that point and you've like consulted your other like the other people in your community and just like got wise counsel about it. It's okay to let people go. And like you said, release some of that expectation. I think that's a good way to phrase it. For sure. And then it's like, when you guys spend time together, it's like, Oh, that was, Oh, that was really nice. I had a great time with this person and you can meet up with them and hang out with kind of without any emotional strings Mm -hmm. attached. And then you can go back to your community and be like, man, that was really good. I'm glad that I did that. Mm-hmm. And it's it feels lighter. It's refreshing. It is really refreshing. And yeah. so I would say letting people go is incredibly healthy. I think it's an adult thing to do mm-hmm. because you can't be friends with everybody. And I think specifically with me and Rachel, like we <laughs> really want to be. And we want everybody to like us. And we want everybody like to know that we care for them. And all yeah. of that is true. But you can't care for 7 billion people on this earth. What do you mean? I know, right? (laughs) Like, my mom had said that to me literally yesterday. Like, you can't carry 7 billion people's burdens. And so (laughs) your your job is just to be a friend of the people that you have, to love and to care for them, pursue community with them, Mm -hmm. and have people in your life that feel comfortable enough to speak in and say, yeah, you know what? I do see that in your Mm -hmm. friendship or I don't. And you can work on fixing it and having eyes to see that maybe this is a you problem or maybe this is something that like is kind of beyond remedying Mm -hmm. if that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
Subscribe and leave us a five-star review, and that would really help us spread the news. You can follow our Instagram so you can keep up with us at theeverythingbagel.podcast. And if there's any topic that you'd like us to talk about, please DM us on Instagram or email us at theeverythingbagelpodcast with two T's at gmail.com. We love you all, and we'll see you next week.